Welcome back to part three of our series, A Window into Jenna. And this is part three. If you want to catch from the beginning, go back to episode 319. And you guys have been loving it because it is that, like we said, window into Jenna, where we're all striving for Jenna, right? All Ramadan, right? We're trying to get tawakkul. We're trying to, you know, reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and go towards Jenna, Jenna for those. But it's hard to do that when it's like not in your heart, right? When you don't feel like I know this place to love it. So the idea was that we give you just a window. There's so much more, but just a window in. So you could see if you could just get a small piece of it, how wonderful it is that you would know you are not missing out on anything here. So that's the first thing. So today, um, the last part here is we wrap things up because you guys have questions. You've been listening. You're like, what about this, this, this? So we're going to cover like maybe the top three questions that I'm getting. And then we have a beautiful story about the levels of Jenna because the levels are also very interesting. And we're going to end with just some quick tips, like quick hits. If I wanted to find some of the easiest, fastest ways to get myself in a position where I can go to Jenna, since this is the topic, how would I do that? We're going to answer that inside. So let's get started. Let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you three times a week in Ramadan. We come Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because we know how it is. You guys are just trying to push through the week and you want that little boost, that little motivation, and we are here for you. And for all the new people, welcome, welcome. I thought what I would do right away from the beginning is to give a shout out. We have so many new women listening and we have so many women who have found us just recently, I guess, from the shares from their friends. And we wanted to just give some shout outs to some women that have been so amazing to share the podcast on their Instagram stories. We mentioned to you, if you guys have been loving the podcast, there were two things we asked for you to do and you have been doing them. We said, number one, could you please leave us a review? It's so important to us and I read every single one of them personally. I probably might even start to read some of that out in some of the next podcasts and shout out some women from the reviews. So if you want to get shouted out for leaving a review, I think I'm going to do that one in the next podcast. We'll, we'll switch it up. But today I want to shout out some of the women that have been sharing us on their stories on Instagram and tagging me so I know. So if you want to do that, you'll get a shout out here too, either from the reviews or from this. The first sister I want to share out today was Amrata. Thank you so much for letting us know that all the ladies is the bestest podcast if you want to thrive just love it and um, another sister has been sharing it her name is oh my gosh these names guys Ms. Hef Hef, <laughs> Ms. Hef Hef, she said, came across this day, and honestly, this is just wonderful, and I'm really enjoying it. And so, subhanAllah, we have Just Batula. She also was sharing it on her um, on her Instagram stories, and I'm in Mahmoud totally said it's an amazing podcast for all their sisters to definitely definitely highly recommend so jazakamallahu khairan sisters that was my shout out to you guys before the podcast just want to say thank you so much if you're really enjoying it like i said don't forget to leave us a review or share it with others to get a shout out and just so you know we have something going on during ramadan which is we're doing um a a project for new muslims so if you love what we do here and you want to do more of it with us and just help other women because that's what we're all about i put a link down below to help support new muslims and be part of what we do here let us know that you want to be part of the community and help other women and these are all obviously um for zakat and for um 
how you say Jenna for thou. So this is for all for since we're all going towards Jenna, I thought I'd throw it out there because it's all definitely Sadaka Jadia. All right. So let's get into the podcast. There are three things, three questions you had that I want to cover today. And inshallah bizantha'ala, I am going to go over them one by one. And then I'm going to tell you one of my favorite stories about the levels of Jannah. I thought you guys might really enjoy this as we're kind of like winding down. And if you have missed the first ones, go back, like I said, to episode 319, 320, and you will see where we talk about describing your spouse what your spouse will be like in jenna we described even like the dirt the trees like if you want to get a beautiful picture it has been crafted for you so one of the questions that we had from women was will and this is a very interesting one and there's so much on this topic but i'm not going to give too much we're just going to do just enough today but definitely if you want to go research more on your own more than welcome one of the questions we had was will our spouses be the same in paradise now, the Prophet, peace be upon him, tells us that no one is single in paradise. And this is from Sahih Muslim, okay? So Adam, peace be upon him, was given to Hawa, and everyone that enters paradise is going to end up getting a spouse. But the question often becomes, what spouse? Who will it be exactly? Now, it, the answer, to be honest, is it depends. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that first and foremost, that those who are married will enter together. And the scholars say that the first relationship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like created in the world was Adam and Eve, Adam and Hawa. So for human beings to be um, together. And so Ibn Kathir goes through this, all these possibilities of what would happen in Jannah for people. And he, I'm not going to go into all of it because it's so detailed, but I'll just give you a little snippet. He says, for example, that someone you loved in dunya but you were unable to marry them. Let's pretend your parents withheld you or something happened and you truly love them for some reason. You'll be able to be married to that person in Jannah. Or it could just be that you end up getting a heavenly spouse, like literally a spouse from Jannah. Some people say they don't ever marry here and then that's the case. Now we have all these questions about what about my husband? What if I like him? What if I don't like him? What if I'm divorced? What if I'm remarried? Will I marry my first husband? Like there's so much into this, ladies. I encourage you to go into the topic. It is too deep for here right now in space. But what I will say is something really important. It's not gonna be in paradise like it is here for you. And I wanna make this really clear. You're not allowed to enter paradise unless you have qalbu salim. Qalbu salim. What is that? That is a clean heart, a pure heart, a beautiful heart. So what happens is... In order to get to the level of paradise, you have to have been purified more or less. And I'm going to kind of go into that next podcast because I think that's really interesting for people to know. It's really, really, like for me, it just kind of blew me away about how this process kind of works. I'm not going to go into every depth of giving you all the gist. On the podcast here, ladies, we always do like the gist of everything. We give you the, the, the good, strong points, right? But when you want to go into the nitty gritty of all the stuff you hear me talk about, usually those things happen inside of the course or in my membership because those are where I sit with women for longer periods of time. I'm in your ear here, probably like 15, 20 minutes. It's not enough to give that length of information. And then for example, if you go to our Instagram, you'll probably get like one minute snippets of it. 30 second snippets. If you feel me, so the podcast is just like a taste, but if you really want to be along with this, a lot of you guys are in the for Ramadan and we're inside the program. And so we are doing a lot more detail there and all these types of things. And so what I want you to say about paradise is when you get there, it is, you're not going to be your same self, if that makes sense. Because what happens is you go to paradise after you've been purified. So because in paradise, there are no grudges, there are no ill feelings. You might work out your problems, you, you will work out your problems before paradise. If you harm someone, right, you go on the bridge and um, then everything gets rectified there. And, and some people will go to hell first 
and then end up in Jannah. I don't know if people are aware of that. You can actually go through hell first and then still end up. And some people never leave hell. And I thought that might be interesting in the next podcast. There's two groups of people that will never, ever be allowed to leave hell. And I want you to know it's it's easy to fall into those. And so I want you to maybe know, I think I'm going to do a podcast on that one next, where I'll let you guys know the two groups that end up there eternally so we can be careful and try to avoid that, like what it is. And so inshallah, I'll talk more about that maybe in the next one. But for this one, I want you to know there's no dissatisfaction in paradise. You will love your spouse, whether a spouse that is heavenly or from dunya, whoever it is, you will love them because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what you love. See, that's the thing. We're not just talking about like, oh, you hired someone to matchmake you and you, they don't know if your preference or your parents and they don't have your, you know, your style. No, 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 no. We're talking about the creator who literally fashioned your heart. He fashioned your limbs. He knows your mind. He can see 360, everything you desire. And he's going to literally hand it to you in Jannah. So something beautiful that the prophet peace be upon said about the people of paradise is that every time a person sees their spouse in paradise, they will look at them and every time they look at them again, they will be more beautiful than the last time they saw them. And you would say to your wife or your spouse, you're even more beautiful than the last time I saw you. You're even more handsome than the last time I saw you. So basically meaning that the, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes spouses perpetually more attractive to one another, more beautiful, more loving. And that love just grows and grows in the interest and attraction. The bond continues the longer and longer you stay in paradise. So that's so beautiful. That's the opposite of dunya, right? Where like marriages like kind of dissolve over time. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to enter Jannah with our spouses and companions and to have companionship with the Prophet, peace be upon him. So by the way, it goes hand in hand with like, well, what if I don't love my spouse? You know, people have issues in dunya. And that's the thing. Again, in Jannah, there'll be no grudges, no ill feelings. So he promises that that this is something that will be taken care of. It will all be sorted out. And by the time you get to Jannah, it'll be okay. So there's that trust. There's that trust for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he knows how to like fix all that for us, right? So let's just keep that trust with him. So as I flip through my notes to the second question, I wrote down all the stuff that you guys had. Oh, you guys had questions about day and night. Will there be day and night in Jannah? So there is no sun or moon or darkness or shadow and no seasons. So then you just start wondering how long a day is. And the answer is it's constant daylight because there's really no sleeping as it's always daylight. And the only way you'll know if it's day or night is the, that if you see there's going to be a beam that comes from the arsh of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that's the only way you'll have like a sense of the time. And um, um, Al-Qurtubi says there is no night or day but continuous light. Ibn Taymiyyah says there is no sun or moon or night or day, but you know what day and night it is by the beam of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, they have their sustenance, there is morning um, they have their sustenance in, in the morning, in the day. So I want you to know that there is this um, general no need for sleeping because you're not tired because there's no, it's, it's not like you have a body. I know we kind of like picture our bodies as we're in Jenna. I want you to, you have to think a little bit outside the box. And speaking of outside the box, if you guys have listened to the description of the homes and the fact that we always imagine homes having gravity and about there being no gravity necessary in Jannah, you can start to think about how much outside the box we need to think in terms of design of these mansions when Allah says mansions in paradise. It is not like we're thinking HGTV ladies, you know what I mean? So let's talk about the levels of Jannah and I do love this. 
And this is where I want to go into a bit of a story. But before I do, I just want you to know what the lowest level of Jenna has in it. Because this was like, this blew me away when I heard this. The lowest level of Jenna, the lowest, is 10 times the earth and everything in it. That means if you just squeaked into Jenna by like almost caught hellfire, but you just made it in, you're still getting the 10 times the earth and everything in it. So I want you to imagine what the highest level could be. Huge real estate in Jenna, right? So maybe as you're seeing your house or your property with your spouse, you spend socializing time and you're there and you're looking and you're looking at the exotic colors. And I talked to you about the, the youth serving you. And subhanAllah, you're going to be surrounded by something that is like scattered pearls. And so I want to tell you a famous, let me see if I can get it here for you. An absolutely um, famous saying of um, Ibn al-Qayyim, rahmatullah. Ibn al-Qayyim says in regards to the description of paradise, he had this like one long piece. I'm not going to read all of it, but it's kind of like a culmination, let's say a little summary of what we've talked about in the past um, parts. And so I'll, I'll end with this and I'll tell you the story about the levels of Jannah because I love it. And the story I'm going to tell you is a very famous story. And it's about the last person to enter Jannah. The last person that came out of Hellfire and entered Jannah. And, and it's it's quite an amazing story because from that story, you're going to hear about the, the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, now, um, Ibn al-Qayyim says, and if you ask about the ground and its soil, then it's of musk and saffron. And if you ask about its roof, then it's the throne of the most merciful. If you ask about its rocks, they are pearls and jewels. And if you ask about its buildings, they're made of bricks of gold and silver. And if you ask about its trees, then it does not contain a single tree except the trunk is made of gold and silver. And if you ask about its fruits, then they are softer than butter and sweeter than honey. And if you ask about its leaves, then they're softer than the softest cloth. And if you ask about its rivers, then they're rivers of milk whose taste does not change, and rivers of wine that is delicious to those who drink it, and rivers of honey that is pure and rivers of water that is fresh. And if you ask about their food, then it's fruits from wherever they wish to choose and meats from whatever birds they desire. And if you ask about their drink, then it's tasneem, ginger, and kafur. And if you ask about their drinking cups, they're crystal clear and made of gold and silver. And if you ask about their shade, then a fast rider would ride in the shade of one of its trees for 100 years and not escape it. And if you would ask about its vastness, then the lowest of its people would have within his kingdom in the walls and the palace and the gardens, the distance that would be traveled in a thousand years. Now he goes on and on and on. I could be here all day. As you can see, it's just absolutely beautiful. And this is kind of like a culmination of the eyes of Quran in relation to Jannah of But what I wanted to tell you now was the story of the person who is the last person to enter. And from this story, you get such a great sense of the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and exactly how much he loves his creation. All right, so the last one I want to tell you is about the story of the man, the last person who will enter into Jannah. And this is an amazing story for many reasons, but I'll get into that in a moment. Now, this is coming from uh, Sahih Bukhari, and this has um, multiple narrations. So there you might hear something varying from one or the other, but either way, this is a very famous story and inspiring for us as well. Now, as it goes, 
the last person coming out of hellfire will be coming crawling. So I want you to imagine someone crawling. They have just been in hellfire for Allahu alam how long because it is obviously the last person. They're having a lot of extru- like excruciating torment, right? And I've explained already before that not everybody stays in hellfire. Some people do. Some people just um, stay eternally and some people, depending on, and we'll cover more of that um, in future podcasts, some people stay for a time and then enter Jannah. So this is the last person who ends up entering Jannah. And so when he's crawling out of hellfire, when he comes out onto the ground, right, that he, he comes to, I want you to imagine it's hellfire. So close to it, it's like breathing hot air and everything. So it everything is barren. So as he comes out and crawls out of hellfire, he just feels 100% relieved, right, that he's out. But it's just barren around him. But up in the distance, he can see a tree. So he does his best to to crawl to this tree and he sits under its shade and he drinks from like the, the spring or the river that's there. And he feels content, just grateful. That alone coming from hellfire fire is just like he's in another world, right? And subhanAllah, as he's enjoying himself, he looks ahead and he sees another tree and it's more lush and has bigger shade and has a beautiful water and everything the same. So he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, Ya Rabbi, I won't ask you anything, but more, can I please just go sit under this next tree? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I like, basically, I just returned you from hellfire. How could you ask me for something else? Yeah, Benny Adam, like, how could you ask me for something else? He says, no, 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 this is the last thing I'll ask. Just please grant me this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him and he goes to the next one. Same situation. Oh my gosh, it's just so amazing sitting under the tree, drinking from the, the water. And he feels so cool and relieved. But then ahead he sees a better tree, another one. And he had already promised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he wouldn't ask again, but here he is again. And he's turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking for his mercy and his ability to go to the next tree. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, did you not promise me, you know, that that was it. And so the man says, but you know, Allah, please, please, please. And he's begging him just like one more. I promise I won't ask again. And he goes to the next tree. Now this carries on for a bit where he's going from tree to tree till he gets all the way up to the gates of Jannah. And subhanAllah, I want you to imagine this. And so we're just putting our like imagination hats on, right? We have been describing Jenna and the joy. There is so much laughter and enjoyment. Have you ever like been outside of the room of a party? And not, not a haram party, obviously, just like one where people are chatting and enjoying. And you could just hear like the cackling, the clinking of glasses. Everybody's like, and you just want to go inside. So imagine he's like right up against the, the gates and the walls of Jannah and he can hear all of the enjoyment. Subhanallah. He can hear it. It's like calling his name and he just crawled out of hellfire. I mean, he went under some nice trees, but generally we're talking about the Jannah that everybody's always dreamed of, the one we've learned about since a child, the ones that I have just described briefly for you in part one and two. He gets all the way up to there. And subhanAllah, what do you think he wants to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reply what, right? So the man asks him to please enter Jannah, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like, you know, 
how many times have you asked me? And I'm granting you. And he's begging, begging, begging. Please, if I can just enter. Guess what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, enter. The gates open. He enters and he looks around. And he said, there is no place for me. It is full. It is full. And he's asked so much at this point. It's almost like he doesn't have anything else to ask. He's just like, I'm, I'm just like, he's just like, sh- at this point, he's also shy. And, and Allah smiles, like, not like smiles, like there's a different narration, but you know what I mean? Like Allah is looking at him and he's like, do you mock me? Do you mock me, Allah? And in Kathir, he mentions this. And he said, do you mock me? Like, Allah's like, how about it? And then Allah suggests to him, what if I give you something as grand and as big as like a mansion like that the kings would have? Would that be make you happy? The man says, yes. Like at this point, the guy will take anything. And he said, I will give you more. How about I give you that and more and more and the like and the like and the like and the like, like until he gets to 10 times to where the man is basically shy from how much Allah is giving him. And he's like, you know, that's great. I'll just take it, right? So subhanAllah, I want you to imagine a couple things here. One, this man just came out of hellfire. He wasn't a good believer, quote unquote. This was a man who disobeyed Allah. For what? Allahu alam, right? Allah only knows. But this is not a person who had the grace and the mercy of Allah. He went to hellfire. But guess what? He came out. And when he asked Allah, how merciful was Allah to him? Did Allah have to give him another tree? Did Allah have to give him another tree? Did Allah have to give him another? Did Allah have to allow him to enter Jannah? Doesn't Allah have power over all things? And then when he entered Jannah, how generous was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And we talked about the first level of Jannah has 10 times the world and everything in it. How generous was he to this man? But if you look at the man, if the man was shy and was like, you know what, I'm not going to get it. You know what, um, like I just came out of hellfire. He probably won't even give me the next tree. So whatever, I won't ask. What did the man do? The man kept asking. Even though he probably knew in his heart of hearts that he wasn't deserving, he asked. Right? So what do we learn from this for ourselves? Answer that question right now to yourself. You're alone in the car. You're alone in the kitchen. Where are you? Answer that. What do we learn about the mercy of Allah with this? What do we learn about what we should be doing? Now, you've been listening to the podcast maybe and thinking, well, you know, Jenna, you've been describing Jenna, maybe the, the past couple episodes I've been describing. And maybe, maybe, maybe you think all hope is gone for you. Maybe you think that you're in a pretty low part of your life right now or not in the best of states. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not give me anything because I don't deserve it. Maybe you're at this point in your life where you're fitting, you're sitting in the, in the audience listening to the podcast and thinking, at some point, I was close to Allah. At some point, I was a good person. At some point, I was much better than where I am now. And maybe you slipped. Who knows? Maybe you slipped really far. You feel like you're really far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's no hope for you. But that's because you've been listening to shaitan. And now you're just lost. You're gone. And I can tell you, as far as you think you are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't think we can compare it to someone who used to be in Jannah and was put and demoted to the earth. Who was that? Iblis, shaitan, right? 
That's a pretty low demotion. That's a pretty serious demotion. And you know what? Someone who was so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was so, so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah could speak to him directly. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, 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 I'm not going to speak to you anymore directly. Now, now you're only going to get to hear me speak to you directly through revelation. He, he's that distance. He's that distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even he has hope. Even shaitan has hope. How many of us have lost hope? How many of us feel like I'm so far from Allah? How could Allah even love me? That's not true. Don't listen to that voice. Because the Quran has promised you and I that no matter what mistakes we've made, no matter how far we've fallen, no matter how lost we feel, we're going to be like um our father, right? We're going to be like Iblis. And we're going to be able to still have that hope, that hope. Obviously, we haven't been demoted to the earth. So we haven't even reached the worst level that he has reached. And still he has hope. So still we should have hope, right? When you start telling yourself you're a lost cause, I'm just a bad person. What can I do? When you start saying that about yourself, then you've actually followed the sunnah of Iblis. Because at one point he was like that. Yes, he's accepted about himself that he's evil. But human beings, we have this opportunity that he doesn't have. It's actually totally different. You know, we've made mistakes, but we haven't gone as far as he's gone. And he still at this point has hope from Allah. And we're putting ourselves in a position where we've lost all hope for ourselves, or hope for our situation, all hope for our future. And it's just, it's crazy. So what I want you to know is we always have the opportunity to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan especially threw down the Quran and the words of the Quran that can keep us always connected to him. You know, when you really, really miss someone, you want to talk to them. You want to call them. You want to hear their voice, right? If someone passed away and you missed them, what do you want to do? You want to hear a recording of their voice. You want to look at a picture of them. You want to hear them laugh again. You want to hear them. You want to feel they're close to you, right? And so that's what he gave us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the month. This is the opportunity of a lifetime right? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us so that we could be close to him. He changed this month in a way that he put on it no distractions. He removed shaitan because he wants so much for you to be close to him. He wants nothing between you and him. So you could be totally connected to him. And this is what I want you to understand and what I want to leave you with. This hope. Allah loves you so much that he wants to have no barrier between you and him. He knows you've sinned. He knows everyone has sinned. This is what he knows. He's the creator. He knows inside of all of our hearts. But at the end of the day, he still wants to be close so much that every year he does this. He removes all barriers to give us full permission to access him. But are we doing it, sisters? I love that you're here on the podcast. I love that you're with me. May Allah reward you for every moment that you had the intention to listen to something that would be beneficial and leave something that would not. That is in itself a deed that should be on your scale. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it. Amin, say amin for yourself. But Allah wants us to take action. Results don't come from listening. Results come from listening and implementing. 
That's why there's so many things when I'm on here that I offer to you. I don't just have the podcast because a lot of people, they get inspired by listening, right? We watch YouTube, we we get inspired. But what are we gonna do with that inspiration? We just let it pass after a couple minutes or hours after the podcast or after a YouTube video or after an Instagram reel that inspired you. What happens? It dies out. You know why? Because you have to take instant action. You have to be engaged. One of the things that I invited you guys to at the beginning of Ramadan was to join Thrive. I said, I have a private community where we actively work together every day and we're together and we're working on this stuff to help you with your emotions, to help you with your marriage, to help you with your relationship with a lot, to help you with whatever, right? We have halakas, revert classes, workshops, whatever. And I also have an entire school. Many times in the year when we open our classes and courses, we open them. And here's the thing. I can only help you in the podcast by giving you little tidbits of information. But if you want any real life change, this is the month where you need to do it. If you have not cracked open the Quran, sister, do it. If you started in the first couple days, now it's midway and you've left it, revisit it. Allah is not ashamed of you that you're a juz or two or three or five behind. He just wants to be close to you. When I have the Thrive community, I create that because we need support on this journey. Most of us, we get motivated. Like I said, we listen to a podcast. And then after, what do we do with that energy? Nothing. 90% or more of people do nothing. And then those 90% or more are like, why is my life horrible? Like, you know, I have so many consultation calls. I had one with a sister yesterday and she was telling me how distraught she was that she couldn't find a guy in her area. All the men were like this, this, and this. She's done everything. And by the way, in June, just a little sneak peek, I'm going to have probably like a two-day workshop because you guys have requested it. And there is something I'm really excited to talk to you about, which is how to interview a guy. A lot of women, like like they actually end up in our school and they take our um, our marriage course. It's probably one of the most famous things we have, the Muslim marriage lab. But then after they're like, but how do I, how do, I do this? So we're going to end up going into that a bit more in June for the women that need that. But what I want you to know is what I love about those women and those women who call me and those women in the school is they're actively taking action. They're not just wishing their life was better, right? That doesn't work for anybody. So what I want to tell you, if you feel like you're far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, get close to him. How do you get close to him? By praying. Praying, you talk to him. Reading the Quran, you listen to him. And either way, you're increasing that connection. Make dhikr. Walk around the house. When I was cooking yesterday, I was like cutting things. I was like, Bismillah, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah. I'm just on and on and on. Make astaghfar. Ask Allah to forgive you. And there is the beautiful chief of prayers. And maybe I'll say it again the next um, podcast, which is the one that's like, You're asking, oh Allah, you're the greatest ever. Forgive me. When you say this dua at the beginning of the day, and if you pass, 70,000 angels will carry you into Jannah. If you say it in the night and you pass while you're sleeping, 70,000 angels. And there's different um, narration of that. You have to... Do the small things. Now, I wanted to end with some keys to Jannah because what I want you to do is I want you to be able to have these very fast, small, quick punches where you could just have the biggest, you know, bang for your buck with the time. I know that sounds horrible when this day and age when nobody wants to do anything and everybody's kind of super lazy or just has very little time because they're so busy. These things could be huge on your scale. And so I just want to give you a couple of those tips right now as we leave, but don't forget that you have to take action. 
Just listening isn't going to do enough. DM me. I have my information below. DM me on Instagram. Let me know you want to do a call with me. Let me know you want to be in the community with me. Let me know you want to try to like take a class or something. But, but please, sisters, don't just sit and go, yeah, that would be nice. Because then you're going to not progress and then wonder why. Then you're going to feel stuck. Then you're going to get depressed. Then you're going to feel anxious. And then you're going to be like, Allah doesn't love me. I'm so far from him. What can I do? Yeah, you know, this is like a cycle. It's just so predictable. I see it every day. So let's get into a couple of tips. I'll leave them right here. So the first tip is pray for Jannah all the time. When I make dua for Jannah, I, I ask for Al-Firdaus. Al-Firdaus is the highest place in Jannah. I don't even ask for Jannah. You know why I do that? Because remember the guy that crawled out of hellfire? Yeah, he kept asking. He kept asking and asking. Guess what Allah said? Okay. So most of us were too shy to ask, but it's to our own demise. Ask. Don't just ask. Ask for the highest place. Allahumma inni asaluka al-jannah. Allah asked me, jannah for daus. Ask, ask, ask. And you don't have to say it in Arabic. You don't have to say it in any language. You could just say it literally. Oh Allah, grant me jannah. It's okay. Now, subhanAllah, you could think about how do you want your jannah? Do you want a tree planted for you in Jannah? Well, subhanAllah wa bihamdi. You can say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet peace be upon him said, whoever says, subhanAllah wa bihamdi, a palm tree is planted for them in paradise. Well, what if you want treasures in Jannah, right? Then you say, So the Prophet said, shall I not guide you to a treasure? From the treasures of Jannah, recite this. You know, the, all these things, you can find them in um, the Fortress of the Muslim in that little book. You can find them probably online. I'm just sharing with them here. Like I said, in the podcast, I can give you snippets. If you were like with me personally, I might show you in a PowerPoint or give you a downloadable. But like, this is what I mean. This is the smallest amount of learning you could do is here in the podcast. If you want to go bigger, you're more than welcome to be with me in the community where other women are learning. Okay. Um, palace. What if you want a palace in Jannah? Well, the Prophet said, whoever recites the Surah of Ikhlas 10 times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will build him a paradise in Jannah, right? And you can build your property in Jannah by having the 12 rak'ah of Sunnah daily, right? That's the, the ones before Fajr, the ones before Dhuhr, after Dhuhr, before Maghrib. Um, after Isha. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to have paradise. And the other one, like I said, is the chief of forgiveness. If every day, believe me, ladies, if there's no other da'a to remember, to memorize, this one is amazing. This one, the chief of forgiveness. And you can look it up, probably you can Google it. It is the one where I said, you're asking a lot to forgive you. Now, the beauty of this one is you're asking it in such a way where, like I said, the prophet said, if you say that in the morning, so like book ends. I say it in the morning and the evening. And you have to say it with sincerity, with ikhlas. That is the condition. You can't just be like, oh God, give me, you know, it has to be like, you really mean it eternally sorry. And so the beauty of this is it, it, it makes you say sorry for whatever you've done, things you were unaware that you did, everything covering all bases. Because I told you, only you get to Jannah if you have qalbu salim. If you don't have this pure heart, this clean heart, this healthy heart, then you have to go through something to purify it before you can go into Jannah. It might be hellfire. It might be on the bridge. It might be that, you know, like, so my point is, you don't want to do that. Why are we waiting till we get to that point? So like I said, if you think Allah doesn't love you and everything, he'll just tell you, even shaitan has more hope than many of us. He knows whatever Allah says is coming and it's true. And Allah said, if you ask for forgiveness, I will forgive you. If you call on me, I will answer you. So let's put a little bit more faith and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be actionable. Don't just listen passively, take action. 
Last thing I want to say to you as the podcast is closing is, thank you so much. I'm getting so many of your messages, like I said. Like I mentioned in the beginning, you guys are reviewing me. If this has been helpful at all, if you feel like this is something that you want other people to know about, do one of two things. Either leave us a review or share it on Instagram, on your stories. Tag me. I will shout you out in the podcast. But more than that, you will gather more deeds for exactly what we're talking about. This is the month where deeds are multiplied. Sharing information to another sister that will help her get to Jenna and she will share with somebody else and somebody else or pray better or read Quran more. You get reward for whatever those women do after they listen to the podcast on their own personal time. It literally is no effort from you. We want to help as many women as possible. So leaving a review or just sharing it with somebody on your social media so that they benefit and you get the reward for every single person who literally has benefited because that's a share on top of a share. That's like not even work you had to do. You want to talk about easy rewards? That's it. Don't miss that one. Last thing I'll say is we're trying really hard to help new Muslims a lot of us, we think we just have to help them to make shahad and that's it and lead them. This is the month of giving. If you're a person who really understands the struggle of new Muslims or don't and just wants to help them, wants to help the deen be easier for them, I have a link below. We are creating an entire project, a wing of Mindful Muslima to help them, but we need your help to do it. The link is below. All right, ladies. In the next one, we're probably going to talk about, um, like I said, the two groups of people that will live eternally in hellfire. Because one thing Allah does in the Quran, you're going to read it and notice it if you listen to the Quran, is something like which is hope and fear. Allah never just gives hope, 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 hope. So since we did about three podcasts on Jannah, I thought it just makes sense to have at least just some really important information on how to avoid not getting into Jannah. And these, you would be shocked these two groups that many of us could fall into one of them. And so I want you to be aware of it. Otherwise I'd be doing you a disservice, right? Have an amazing rest of your day. Have an amazing weekend. Give me a shout out on your channel. Tag me and let me know you're listening. Love you guys for the sake of Allah. I will see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.